like not everyone works in a place that people are willing to like change that, especially because I came in as a woman and they've seen me transition. And so it's been it's been really nice because a lot of the folks who I've worked with the past couple of years have been good about my transition and immediately made sure to switch to the new name and things like that. It's been it's been an experience for sure. Content warnings for this episode include dysphoria, misgendering, medical experiences with HRT and anti-trans bigotry. Jennifer would like to acknowledge the indigenous peoples and unceded lands that the producers, hosts, and guests live and have dwelt upon. Today we honor the Coast Salish, the Mohawk, Algonquin, and Anishinaabawaki people, Muscogee, and Salaguiti. We honor the elders, the human, plant, and animal ancestors of these lands, and celebrate the living descendants of these peoples. May all beings tend these lands for the goodness of the next seven generations and beyond. Yeti folks, welcome to Genderful, a talk show interviewing gender diverse people about their special interests. Hi, I'm Gendermaster, and my pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Miranda Katita, and my pronouns are she, her. The focus of our show is to interview trans, non-binary, agender, two-spirit, and gender-diverse people regarding their special interests, passion projects, and resources for the gender-diverse community. We want our audience to know that we hold multiple diverse identities and bring these lenses to the show with our passion for telling our stories. I identify as non-binary, transmasculine, polyamorous, ADHD, autistic, and disabled, chronic pain, and mobility issues. I also am white and reside in the United States. I identify as trans-feminine, neurodivergent, queer, and a person of color residing in Canada. We invite you to remember that we are whole people with robust lives, friendships, challenges, and successes. We love and are loved, and we are delighted to share these stories with you. As always, we kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of their identities. Their identities can change over time and are valid every step of the way. And if you think you're gender diverse, you are gender diverse. There's no social or medical prerequisite to be included in the community. Awesome. Y'all, welcome to Genderful. Uh, this week, our guest, Tofi, is, they then pronouns, is chatting with us about being trans in life and fictional media. Um, Tofi streams a variety of fun content on Twitch under the name Tofilium. Please definitely check out their channel if you're not following them already. Welcome to the stream, Tofi. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited me. too. I'm like, look at what I'm doing with my hands. This is how excited I am. <laughs> I know I'm like under the desk, like fiddling with my fingers and rings. <laughs> Just like excited I'm going to go wiggling. follow your Twitch channel right now. <laughs> Do it. 18 plus i will say it is 18 plus oh yes absolutely. Yeah. just to throw this, that out there <laughs> this channel is also oh. that oh bless okay cool yeah um yeah awesome um and mods if one of you could do a little shouty outy or maybe i can um so yeah i'm i'm so i'm so excited that you're here i feel like i feel have we been trying to get you on the show for a while? Am I, is that? Yeah, back in like October. And then I moved to like cross country and life yeah. has been life in. So I'm glad to finally, finally be here. Like what is it, yeah. a year later? Eight, mm -hmm. nine months, 10 months. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Um, sometimes, sometimes there are some people we've wanted to have on the show for multiple years. And then when we finally book them, it's like, yay, we get to yay. talk. It's <laughs> fun. Yay. 
Um, it's hard. Also, Scheduling is, is hard. this your is this your is this your Shrek uwu emote that's happening in the chat right now? <laughs> it is my whole my whole theme is Shrek and swamp. So yeah. wow, that's <laughs> I love that. That's a choice. So much. Listen, well, we're gonna get love, into that. We're gonna get into the Shrek stuff too as part of our questions today. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Um, getting so, deep in Shrek. So hang out for the Shrek essay, everyone. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, can I make a confession? I have never seen any of the Shrek movies. Ooh. This has been a great podcast episode. It was great to meet y'all. I have seen all of them multiple times. I think we even had a watch party in the server to enjoy it again. (laughs) So you need to see it, I think is what we're saying. Like, you need to see it. It's so good. Okay, all right. So the jokes are so dense in those films. There's so much like you can watch it 10 times and find a new thing each time you watch it. It's so great. Yeah. There's a lot of adult (laughs) jokes in it, like surprising amount of adult stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. Well, I know I know we're excited to talk about that, but I want to ask our our first two questions. We like to ask all of our guests to start out. Um, So Tofi. What might be some things you can trace back to your youth that indicated you might be gender diverse one day? Yeah, so I thought a lot about this one. Um, and I think one of the reasons it took me so long to figure out that I was non-binary was because I really didn't have any. Like I existed as a young girl, like very happily. Like I was I was a tomboy at times, like I was okay being a tomboy I still was like very feminine and wore dresses and enjoyed wearing dresses and like presented very femininely like I played sports on top of that like I didn't really have any of those like quote-unquote common indications like and I didn't have that deep dysphoria that I feel like is a common trope in a lot of like binary trans folks um not in all of them right because you can be trans and like not have dysphoria and things like that Mm -hmm. but like I feel like it took me a really long time to figure out my identity because a lot of the content I was constantly hearing was like, you know, I always knew, you know, I always knew I was different. I always knew I was trans, you know, I had very, like a lot of dysphoria in my body growing up. Um, and I just didn't really have that, you know? And so, yeah, which <laughs> yeah. is something I feel like I don't hear from a lot of folks. Yeah. Well, and, and that's okay too. Well, right? Yeah. Like, it, that's, um, that's allowed to be how, how our beginnings were as well. Yeah, and it's just the whole like not needing to feel this like dysphoria is not a requirement yeah. for being trans, and I wish like mm-hmm. that was talked about more. Uh, because I mean I'm in the same boat. Like I didn't experience dysphoria until I started transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I you know I I was kind of ingrained with this idea. It's like oh well I don't experience trans uh, I don't experience dysphoria therefore I'm not trans. This is just mm-hmm. you know I just fantasize about being a girl. That's it. <laughs> That doesn't mean I'm just like, oh, I just love hearing all these people's like, you know, identity stories. Like I so much like enjoy loving and like listening to these. And it's like, we're thinking a little deeper, fam. And it's like, oh, eventually, eventually you do. And it's, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's, there's quite a few people out there that, you know, that I've kind of gone down that pipeline of like not experiencing dysphoria, but still being trans. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone. much the same. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. And I feel like that's like one of the big joys about, you know, being on social media, like social media kind of sucks sometimes, right? But like, like mm-hmm. having communities like this, where you're finally like learning about other people's experiences and mm-hmm. knowing that other people kind of experience the same, because especially as children and stuff, we kind of learn from what, 
you know, we hear from other people. And so it's always really nice being in um, like queer spaces, trans spaces who are very like, you know, are, are able to talk about their experiences and are very willing to um, do that. That way folks can, you know, know that they aren't alone and figure out their identities without feeling like they need to fit in these like very specific weird boxes. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so now how would you say your relationship to gender has evolved over time? Oh, it's been a, it's, it's been a time. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> so, I yeah. can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I am what I call a panini trans. Um, I came out in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so panini <laughs> trans, um, <Nice>. I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag panini <Yeah>. trans. <laughs> and I feel like that's like a pretty common experience that like, I've, at least of the folks that I've like started like watching on Twitch and like whenever I first joined Twitch, um, just as a viewer, not as a streamer. That was definitely something that was a pretty common theme of a lot of folks that I started like hanging out in their communities was like they realized their identities during the pandemic. And a lot of it mm -hmm. was because we're like, you know, we have to feel we feel like we have to perform a certain way when we're like physically going into work, where we're physically being perceived by a lot of people, when we're like actively being, you know, having to perform like, you know, the mm -hmm. gender we were assigned at birth. Um, and all of a sudden, when you take away all those and, you know, we're home a lot more for folks who are privileged enough, right, to be home, because not everyone was able to stay right. home during the pandemic, because our government sucks. Um, <laughs> for yeah. a lot of us who are able to finally, like, you know, just kind of sit with ourselves, because we couldn't go anywhere, we couldn't see anyone, mm -hmm. we finally kind of had all of that outside influence kind of stripped away. I feel like a lot of us finally sat down and we're like, why are we, like, why are we forcing ourselves to, you know, perform like this and uh like conform to these norms and so for me at least that was very much the the like how I went through because um I started you know as a uh as a cis woman you know I was very happy I was very fine like kind of being in that um identity for you know 20 something years of my life um 2020 I can't do math on the fly but for, for 20 something years of my life <laughs> I was I was okay you know um, you know, not dysphoric or anything, you know, it's just like use she, her pronouns. Um, and I think it was like five or six months probably into the pandemic, um, where, you know, I started getting on Twitch more. I started hearing more people's experiences with their identities and with gender. Um, and I like started, you know, I called myself gender apathetic, um, which I don't know if it was like, actually, I didn't find that term anywhere, but like, that's like how my brain kind of thought of it was, it was like very much a thing where, I didn't care about my perceived identity. It was pretty much just like, I'm happy in who I am. Like, I don't care if people view me as feminine, you know, mask as a man, as androgynous, as non-binary, whatever else. I was pretty much just like, I don't really care. Like, and it was to the point where I used any and all pronouns, like at any time. Um, and I think that lasted for four or five months um, about four or five months where I just used any and all pronouns, didn't really care, didn't feel a deep dysphoria or like disconnect with any of those. And then after that, um, I started using rotating pronouns because slowly, very, very slowly, whenever people would use she, her for me, I was slowly just like, just had this little like weird feeling where I was like, mm, who are they talking about? Like, and not mm -hmm. feeling right sitting in that. Um, mm -hmm. And so I started going by rotating pronouns where, um, and we'll talk about work in a second, where like people at work, um, very specific people, not everyone, I was still she or her to a large subset, um, but very specifically in trans and like the Pride ERG employee resource group around queer folks at work, very specifically in a small community of people at work. 
um, and with friends um, and with like community online, I, you know, would rotate between, you know, using she and they one day and then like he, him another day or like he, they and neo pronouns another day and like slowly trying to like change all those out, trying to figure out um, what I resonated most with. Um, and for a while, um, like I still just used rotating ones where it was no longer gender apathetic. I was just kind of like, okay, like any and all pronouns, but like, you know, I started to care a little more about how people started perceiving me. And I went towards more like liking mask side um, of either he, him, or they, them. And I wasn't feeling the she, her that well. Um, and I played a lot of D&D characters specifically that use like he, they pronouns. D&D is a beautiful nice. thing to get mm -hmm, into yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to figure out identity stuff. Just saying. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And so I, used, I started using a lot of he, they's um, and stuck with he, they for a couple months, a pretty long time. Um, and then eventually I was just like, he finally started to not fit and not feeling right. And so I went to they, them and also neo pronouns are fine, but I tend to lean towards they them so it's been it was like a two-year experience of me just like using a whole bunch of different pronouns switching them out trying to figure it out um to where now i identify as a gender like i'm very much like trash goblin but <laughs> they them <laughs> <laughs> you know now that you mention it you do have some oscar the grouch energy <laughs> Thank you. I, I hope for them and Shrek mixed together. Like that's, yes. oh that's my, my goal in life. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's really interesting. And it's, it's great that you had the freedom to kind of explore all your different options. Mm. That's, that's really what everyone, I think everyone should do. That's just people included yeah. is, you know, oh, just, yeah. just, you know, play the field, see what works mm -hmm. for you. And then if you come back to, you know, your, your gender assigned at birth, great, mm -hmm. you know, the, yeah. then you know for sure that's where you that's where you're supposed to be but you know mm -hmm. uh, i'm i'm definitely i am stealing that uh that whole <laughs> line from someone else i did not come up with that uh if you know who it, if you know who it is you know <laughs> so, <laughs> um but yeah uh that's i i love that for you that you were able to have that whole journey with all the pronouns it was fun <laughs> um, i have a follow-up question i'm wondering if you identify with like gender goblin or being goblin core because apparent <laughs> i just googled and apparently those are actual thing? things oh those my god things. okay so i'm gonna in-depth google after this that's gonna be my hyperfixation after this uh great, episode great. i'm just gonna go look at that <laughs> here's Thank a you. here's a link oh bless your <laughs> soul for us <laughs> oh i love that yeah. i didn't know that was a thing and now i'm gonna go get yes most likely yes <laughs> we're going with like, yes, i'm afraid to click that otherwise. link <laughs> i'm afraid it's okay. Right, from Urban Dictionary too. Like you never know what's going to be on there. Well, I mean, it's it's not Urban. It's Vice.com, but it's, I mean, it's I, I, I like one of each. I, yeah. I I still have the D D and D brain rot. So like, I hear Goblin oh. and just like you know, the, yes. these are just you monsters just, for me to kill. You just yeah, you just did uh, all that Baldur's Gate on your stream, yes. right? Miranda? Oh my god, y'all go check out NASA Tech's YouTube channel and the uh, Baldur's Gate stuff. I watched your first couple of um Baldur's Gate videos and I was like oh my gosh I've got one coming you're out so next funny. week that is a you're banger so funny <laughs> you're so funny my favorite part is when you were like making trans characters like with full genitals on yes. stream because <laughs> yes. it's content that can be streamed because it's like you know it's fine to stream that oh I mean, but it's I had great. to send I had to censor it for you YouTube censor for YouTube so, yeah oh, you really 
say. So I put my logo put over all the naughty face. bits. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's just like you're like, oh, here's this person. All of a sudden, there's a big face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I yeah. More naked adventures coming up next week. <laughs> um, I'm just giving this article about goblin core and i'm seeing the phrase feral joy and i love that for us oh my yes. god oh that's great i think everyone <laughs> deserves like, a little feral joy in their life there's like people in like mushroom outfits doing awesome weird dances in the snow and i'm like yes also the <laughs> phrase no gender only bugs so i mean there you go huh. there you go this is now a uh goblin core podcast <laughs> <laughs> Change the entire intro-outro. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. See, I, I knew there was some sort of goblin gender thing. I was trying to see if there's there's like a gender wiki that I find Juice is often posting in the Discord. Um, so I was trying to find it on there, but I don't remember the name of the wiki. So then I couldn't find it. And now we have mm. Vice Goblin Core. Thanks. Um, in true ADHD fashion, we have completely derailed our plans, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> All right. Are we ready to switch topics? I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> Are we ready? All right. Um, Tofi, can you tell us about your experiences with being openly trans in the workplace? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun time because um, so I started my job back in 2019 before the pandemic. Uh, and so very much was still using my legal slash dead name. Right. Identified as a cis woman. Um, all that stuff to now where I am, you know, I'm using what I call my corporate, <laughs> corporate name, um, Oliver, um, and I use they, he pronouns there. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's nice because a lot of them, like, it's, I'm, I don't know if like nice is the right word, but like, I am lucky enough to work at a place who like is trying their best to be inclusive. <laughs> Need is a lot of work, but at least is committed to that and trying, you know? Um, and so it's it's been a fun experience because so I work at a I'm a senior data analyst at a pretty large like healthcare research company. And so the very the varying demographics is, as you can imagine, for someone trying to get into healthcare data analytics, is it's very skewed cis white men, right? Cis white people mm -hmm. in general, but a lot of cis white men. Um and at least there's some, you know, they've got some diversity of people of color, which is great. There's like a, over a thousand folks in this company and like less than 2%, I would say maybe 5%, if I'm going to be generous, less than 5% of us are trans in some way. Uh, I think there's like 1% of us that are openly like trans <laughs> and like probably more that like aren't openly for safety reasons. Um, but it is, you know, uh, it's, it was a fun time transitioning. Um, and I say fun time, like, you know, like it was okay. You know, I don't use like the name I would like to use because I learned really early on that whenever I was using my dead name, um, my legal name, dead name, um, I was still, even though I used like they, he pronouns and very visibly had they, he pronouns literally everywhere on all my WebEx meetings, like on like everything I made sure it was updated, like every single place you looked, you could see they, he next to them. I was still constantly getting misgendered, right? Because that was before I was on HRT and my voice has very much changed in the I've been on HRT for 13 months as of uh, nice. last week. Um, yeah, and I'm on a low dose. 
thank you. I'm really happy about it. Um, it's definitely helped with a lot of dysphoria that I found after I started transitioning <laughs> also. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, because very much I had a very high voice. Like I go back and listen and I have mm -hmm. a very stereotypical, you know, woman's voice in the binary, gender binaries that people have, right? Um, and I'm using that in air quotes for folks who may not be able to visibly see, um, you know, and so I also have a very, uh, you know, a very gendered woman's name, like you hear it and you're like, oh, that's a woman, you know, in very, again, stereotypical, like binary gendered standards. And so because of that, people wouldn't ever gender me correctly because unless they were very specifically in like the small queer community that we have at work, um, because they tried to actively pay attention to that and like very few people outside of that. Um, but generally I would still just get she, her pronouns constantly. Um, and it's, it's gotten a lot better now because a, mm -hmm. I've changed my name to a man's name, right? <laughs> Oliver is very, you know, uh, stereotypical, like quote unquote man's name again. Um, I feel like even though stereotypical trans ask name too, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it definitely you just have is. Like six names on repeat. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And it's fantastic. Um, I, I love it for all of us. With lots of joy. <laughs> yeah, right. We also have moss. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my all the three letter names. <laughs> right, right. It's the best. <laughs> Max um, and Sam and Jack. <laughs> yes. You know what? The funny thing is too, is like, I really liked the name Max. Like if I were to be actually able, like Tofi's my chosen name, like no name is ever going to be better than Tofi for me. Tofi feels like me. It's been me ever since I've like, ever since I transitioned to, even before I transitioned, um, like Tofi was my first D&D character. You know, I loved the name Aww. and I've just kind of stuck with Aww. it. Yeah. And it's based off my cat Tofu. Um, no. <laughs> so, Tofi and Tofu. Uh, because whenever uh, Tofu screams, he's a cat, he screams, his voice sounds like he's like hit some helium because he's got some really high, high pitched screams, right? So Tofu, helium, Tophelium. Oh <laughs> my goodness. That's my you name. You have our origin um, story. Yeah, origin yeah. story revealed. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, and so I'm getting out of it. My ADHD is going, but pretty much I would have loved the name Max, okay. but because I was constantly <laughs> getting misgendered, even with my dead name, even though it was like a woman's name, quote unquote woman's name, um, I realized really early on that I needed to have a name that wasn't gender neutral, right? Because not being on HRT back then um, and still having like a very high pitched voice. People still saw me and like, even now they still see a woman um, in most cases when I'm out and about. Um, but like, I very much knew that I had to have like a quote unquote man's name where people would hear it and like assign he, him to it. Otherwise I was going to continue getting misgendered. And so I mm -hmm. use, I use a corporate name, Oliver. I use he, they pronouns there because even whenever I was using um, any and all pronouns, and even when I was using just they and he pronouns, I like I found that I constantly just got he him. Um, there was hardly any they them's right. Not people are not good at non-binary pronouns there. Mm. Even a lot of the yeah. folks that we have there who are non-binary, we've got someone who uses easier pronouns there. We've got folks who use they them pronouns there. People still just really suck at it. Um, not everyone, but the vast majority of them kind of are you know, have a lot of unlearning to do and a lot of like assumption unlearning to do. Um, and so I don't use the name I would like there. I don't use the pronouns I would like there, but like generally everything else I'm pretty okay. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? At least like, at least I could change my name. At least I could change my pronouns and like wouldn't get kicked off project work. You know, like they at least like accepted the, the Oliver he him. 
Um, and so I like, and that's, that's like kind of a lucky story, right? Like not everyone works in a place that people are willing to like change that, especially because I came in as a woman and they've seen me transition. And a lot of folks mm-hmm. on my projects have even seen me transition um, because a lot of the project work I do is like you get on the project and you're on that project for a couple of years, depending on how like long the contract is. And so it's been it's been really nice because a lot of the folks who um, who I've worked with the past couple of years have been really good, um, like have been good about my transition and like immediately made sure to switch to the new name and things like that. Um, so it's been it's been an experience for sure. And I think that like I mean in terms of like using not Nate like not using the right pronouns at work for safety reasons is probably something that a lot of folks also do. I know a lot of folks at my company who are trans who specifically use pronouns that they don't use because you know it makes it easier because for me and myself and my brain I'm like as long as I can get through the day this is a corporate this is a corporate capitalism job like I'm just trying to make my money go home and you know that's no offense I love the work I do it's great but like I'm just trying to make my money and go home go play video games and go play with my cats like that's all I want to do you know (laughs) there's absolutely nothing wrong with that I mean I (laughs) I'm a big fan of the phrase like work to live, don't live to work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I make sure to clock out on time as much as oh, I yeah. can. <laughs> Not always, it's, but it's, as much. It's really interesting that you mentioned that you have uh different pronouns at work. Uh, because I was actually mm. thinking about this because I have different pronouns at work, but uh, for completely <laughs> different reasons. Because so uh, I work in the Canadian government where it's uh, bilingual. So my pronouns at work are she l. Oh. Uh, because I I want them to they have to be in French as well. Um, oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah, and so like a lot of people just do like she her slash uh, Ella, but I'm just nah, mm. the short version. She L, there done. <laughs> <laughs> but I only use that at work because I I don't use mm. French in my day to day life. So like it's yeah. uh, it's it's interesting, but um, <laughs> but yeah, the whole like not being misgendered i mean it really it's really depends on your workplace environment because like um i mean i've been on leave for a couple of years now and i'm just just going back to work uh but it's still like everyone just kind of works from home still uh mm-hmm. like there are people coming into the office but like i'm going into meetings with like just my manager and everyone else is online <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so it's it's been i mean all the i've been anticipating all these problems uh or you know not necessarily problems but challenges um with with regards to my transition because like the last time i was in the office i was presenting mail um Mm. so it's just like well there's gonna be a bunch of people there that don't know that i transitioned and they're just like hey what you look different (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think any of them are gonna be have any of them been like who's the new girl Well, because I don't really talk to anyone. (laughs) I don't talk to anyone at work because like, I mean, I, I, it's, you know, I work for a statistic agency and it's like, it's, it's a bunch of nerds who are on the spectrum. Nobody talks to nobody. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The autism is strong. Yes. I I mean, like I'm very introverted, but compared to some other folks there, I'm very extroverted. (laughs) Um, Now, how would you say you're making your company more queer friendly and inclusive? Oh, we do a lot. Oh my God. So <laughs> I am, we do a lot. <laughs> There's a lot to fix, I think. And especially because again, it's a company full of cis white het people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, folks who are outside of the community don't really don't really know what to fix. Like, even if they were like really strong allies who like wanted to help and all that, um, you know, it's really hard to know what needs to be updated and what's like priority and what like really needs to be pushed for in, in a company. Uh, and so um, I used to be the lead of the trans inclusion committee. Um, but now I'm just the lead of the Pride Employee Resource Group, the LGBTQIA plus Pride Employee Resource that Group. Sounds the bigger. T- that sounds like yeah. a bigger team. <laughs> the T- the Trans Inclusion Committee is like a subcommittee um, of mm. that, um, which focuses on trans identity, but then the Pride ERG focuses on like queer identity in general. Yeah. And I, if you see me picking hair out of my mouth, it's Toku's hair. I'm so sorry. My cat hair just splits <laughs> around. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we do a lot um, in pushing for policies, pushing for uh, like in like pu- pushing just the company in general on a lot of different things. So like a couple of like, quote unquote, little things um, that we've done are like scrubbing through all of our data and all of our uh, documentation in HR, like our benefits plans, um, anything that's kind of like posted company wide, anything that like has to do with any policies Uh, to make all the language gender neutral because there used to be a lot of like you know she slash he or the mother slash father and things like that like little things like that that like it's just like small like quote unquote small not really small when you're thinking about it but they're microaggressions exactly yeah Yeah. like we're going through and fixing all those we (laughs) went through all of our documentation like it took us forever because we have so much Mm -hmm. it's like a large company and so we scrubbed through all of that to make everything more gender inclusive um, and even like wrote a trans inclusive communications guide for folks at the company to nice. be like, okay, instead of using she slash he, use something else, please. And thank you. Yeah. Like, don't gender anything. Just like make everything as gender neutral as possible. If you even need to add a gender to it, which you mostly do not um, in any of your documentation. Um, so going through and doing that, we do a lot in terms of education. <laughs> A lot in terms of education, we um, we've written a lot of articles, like internal articles for the company about um, like the anti-trans legislation that's going on, um, about trans healthcare, you know, puberty blockers and their importance. Um, talking about uh, articles, talking about you know, like even just like lighthearted things, like queer musicians, for instance, or like trans musicians. Um, that way, there's at least content not related to our trauma, because I feel like a lot of the time we all. That's like, that's the main thing people expect from us, right? It's like, excuse me, like talking about our trauma and things like that. And so we've tried to make sure that we have like a decent uh, balance of both, you know, fun things like finding musicians, artists, like D&D creators, things like that, who are um, trans, queer in some kind of way versus, you know, the heavier things like legislation and, you know, the athletic policies and stuff in high schools um, to make sure that there's at least still folks who... Uh, like at least still some learning aspects, right? Because that stuff is definitely really needed um, for a lot of different folks at the company. And so we've done those kind of articles. Um, we bring in speakers, like we get a specific fund, all the ERGs um, get, uh, get a certain amount of money every year to put towards, you know, things for the ERGs. So we've brought in different speakers to talk about like queer topics, which has been really nice. Um, we've like advocated and well, we used to have a couple of offices and a lot of them are closing now because everyone's kind of also worked from home. But before the offices, before the pandemic um, and before, you know, offices started closing down, we, you know, um, pushed for gender neutral bathrooms to be added and constructed in a lot of our buildings and a lot of our like office spaces, which we were able to do, um, which is also really exciting. Um, 
we recently, which I'm super excited about, we recently added uh, Chosen Family to Breathe and Leave. Um, pushed for a while about that. Got some high execs to to kind of push for that to make it oh, clear that, that it was important. It's really yeah. Fun. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that because we had people who had been denied like Breathe and Leave, which is yeah. really not good. Like it's not good at all. Um, mm, like we had folks yeah. being denied Breathe and Leave during a time of extreme stress, right? Um, so that hopefully is going to end up being a really good thing for folks who probably don't realize, because a lot of folks don't realize how important Chosen Family is. And it's not even like in our community also, right? Like course, Chosen Family yeah. is a thing that's big in a lot of marginalized communities specifically. Um, yeah. yeah, so we did that. Um, and most recently, uh, so our company, um, like it's sta- like our standards, our, our inclusivity standards are based on um, the HRC's guidelines, which is the human rights campaign. Um, it has like a corporate equality index that tells you things that you your company has to do in order to like make it on the list of inclusive companies um, or like most inclusive places to work or whatever. And, and so um, something we've been working on for that, um, because it's now one of the guidelines, is having some sort of like document some sort of guidelines to help trans folks at work to say, you know, like if you're transitioning at work, you know, here are the people you should reach out to. Here are the people who could help you specifically with your transition. Um, here's like the benefits you'll have. Here are like if you're if you're experiencing misgendering, dead naming, anything like that, you know, these are the people that could help you with it. Um, and uh things like that and so that's also something we've been working on because whenever i came out we didn't have anything like that and so whenever i was trying to figure out you know how to change my name especially because i'm not doing like i didn't have a legal name change and i probably will never as a non-binary person um just for me myself and i for safety reasons um like i had no idea what to do (laughs) like because there was nothing and like it's nice that we can use preferred names at work you know like it's really like not a lot of places will let you do that, especially because there are so many systems that we have um, that very specifically need uh, legal names because we work a lot with like contractors. We, we work with uh, CMS, which is the Center of Medicaid Services, um, and a lot of like governmental organizations that need legal names. Um, and so for like all the chosen name stuff, like it was really hard figuring out where do I go? Who do I need to reach out to? Like, and things like that. And so we're finishing that up. Hopefully it's been going on since May, since we've been writing it. And we're finally through like the last, hopefully last um, phase of editing to push that out, um, which we're hoping is going to be a super great resource for uh, folks who might look into or might be thinking about transitioning in the workplace. Um, And in addition to that, we've like um, created like misgendering guidelines, deadening guidelines to make sure that folks know that like if they're experiencing it either from clients or people internally at the company, like they're able to mm-hmm. go to HR, they're able to reach out to project leads to like talk to the clients, which is a really big thing, I think, um, because that can, you know, risk contract, uh, like continuing contract work and things like that. So just like for folks to know that they've kind of got those resources for them. Um, and then one last thing that we're doing is like, because even though we can use preferred names at work, so I was kind of a guinea pig for this, which was really fun. Um, even though we can use preferred names at work, there are still a lot of people who can see my dead name. Like there are still a lot of systems who can see my legal name. They're able mm. to access it. And that is a really big danger, right? I'm a very openly out trans person because I don't really have that choice since I started the company as a cis woman, Right. Um, But for folks who are just coming into it or for folks who are stealth because safety reasons, um, like 
having people being able to easily and very like openly access their their legal names versus like the name that they see on like the internet or like the the name that they see the preferred name they see um that that little flag can really be dangerous for a lot of folks and so we've been trying to work with um all of our ITS folks to try to fix that in all of our systems mm -hmm. as well which has been a long journey <laughs> it's mm -hmm. gonna take it's gonna take a long time but that's another thing that we're trying to do yeah. um so yeah a lot of a lot of stuff that we're and actually another thing we're currently working on that I completely forgot about is um we we just started this but we've been trying to proactively address um some issues that might arise because of the 303 decision that came about, you know, where um, that person from Colorado, that designer was able to pretty much say, no, I'm not going to make something, you know, not going to design a website for um, this queer couple. And so that gives a lot the way the way that it was like ruled gives a lot of what's the word a lot of like, uh, vagueness to who can be discriminated against why they can be discriminated against, um, and like, when this might happen. And so Something that we're starting to do is um, thinking about all the different ways, you know, that this can affect employees at the company and trying to figure out um, like how to how to kind of combat combat that, you know, if someone ends up, you know, being turned away for like travel accommodations because they're transgender or something like that, you know, can they go book a different hotel that's above the government rates, you know? Will they have the support from, you know, high execs to be like, okay, like I couldn't use this taxi service because they said no to me. I'm going to book someone that's more expensive and it's going to come out of the company's pocket and not my pocket because mm -hmm. it shouldn't because like, I'm being yeah. discriminated yeah. against. Um, yeah. So we're working it's a work through trip. that. It's not a exactly. personal vacation. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And because we do, because we're a healthcare research company, a lot of the folks travel for, um, for like conferences, like a mm -hmm. lot of people travel for conferences. They have to travel to, um, to go meet clients. They have to travel to go do like in-person surveys, things like that. And so we're trying to, really work with a lot of folks um across you know all every every place that this could touch at the company um yeah. to try yeah. to make sure that we have those proactively before it happens because i don't want to have to sit there and figure it out after it happens to someone and so we're trying to yeah. and that too so it's, it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot uh. i I have two sort of small follow-ups with just some of the threads that you just dropped um yeah I'm sure we could spend it, it was great. It was great. I'm sure we could spend an hour like on teasing apart everything yeah. you just said because it was so it was so potent, which I love, right? Like oh, good, you're here good. being an expert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, so this show is all about having like um people kind of info dump about their special interests. <laughs> so I love like, it's great. Yeah. We're very, very info dump friendly space here. <laughs> um so so you you mentioned that folks kind of go to conferences and things. Uh, right now, my wife is at the Out and Equal conference that's happening. Are do you is anyone at your organization going to that? Have you heard of Out and Equal? I have not because I don't personally travel for work um, as a yeah. program. Like I'm a I'm a programmer, so I don't generally go and do that because I don't present yeah. or anything. But yeah. we hit a or excuse me not hit we we end up going to the company does end up going to most of the conferences. Yeah. Um, so I bet you, I'm gonna have to Google that later, but I bet that they're there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's in Florida this year, which for those Ooh. listening, if you don't know the like historical or cultural context of this moment in time, um, Florida is a dumpster fire for any trans person to be in right now. They're doing all kinds mm -hmm. of things with like, That's putting like it illegal very to like mild. take HRT yeah. and like 
-hmm. you know, just like all this stuff. And so um, I just, I wanted to share a bit about how we had to negotiate that because it's kind of related to what you were just saying about, you know, if someone's trans and they're getting denied mm -hmm. stuff, what do you do? And so it's like, okay, like, we don't want you to get arrested for being trans in Florida. Mm -hmm. And so like, we requested like, security, like, like, Ooh, yeah. gate to gate security, like from the airport mm -hmm. to the hotel, because like Disney World is this like little pocket of gay. Um, Saturday Night Live did a great skit about that, but that's slightly more off topic than everything else I'm trying to say right now. Um, and so, um, so she asked, like, you know, we need security, we need, you know, we need a, a doctor who can help us if we have any, if trans people especially have any medical needs, if something goes weird with our HRT or whatever, like, we need our own dedicated physician that the, that the company pays for mm -hmm. and she works for a fortune 100 company as a senior software principal software engineer Ooh. so she like yeah. you know yeah she's they got worked the money. there for 15 years <laughs> yeah. they yeah they can afford it they and can so, do that yeah they wanted her to go because she's on the pride erg for her mm -hmm. company um, oh yeah and that's part of why she's there and so um that's how i can do this is she does that <laughs> <laughs> yeah works out um, well like this is also does. really needed you know <laughs> <laughs> so so she i asked her last night like you know how did it go because i hadn't heard from her and i was sweating i was like yeah did you get uh, arrested and that's why you didn't call me like that's oh my god i called her and she's and she answers the phone and she's like laughing with her friends at work and i'm like oh yeah oh my gosh <laughs> um and she told me that it was it was wonderful like the they had a security person like pick them up they actually had they handed all the trans people that flew in for the event from our from their company like there's a key card. They went up to a hotel room that was within the airport so they could use the bathroom, oh, nice. like have a mask break, have some water, whatever, have a snack, that kind of stuff. Um, pick up some sundries along the way that's more affordable than at the resort itself. Um, and then, you know, we're brought to Disney World. And so now they're having this conference and I think she's going to speak on stage in front of 3,500 people on Wednesday wow. or something. That's exciting. Um, oh my gosh. Two minute speech she's been preparing <laughs> and all of that. I like shined her shoes for her before she left. So they'd be extra sparkly and gay. So um, <laughs> anyways, so it's just like, but yeah, like, like as trans people, we have to think about all this extra stuff mm -hmm. just to participate mm -hmm. and exist in the corporate world. And it's like, yeah, honestly, yeah, we I should mean, be paid I've been more. to a couple conferences for we my work too. More. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like looking at the map of the states. I'm like, well, cross all these ones out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so yeah, far, so good. Um, but it's it's a whole thing trying to navigate mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah, it's really nice. That I the really, company at least like thinks about that, and so like and is willing well, to accommodate for that. They they didn't think about it. They asked not her to go, yet. and my answer was no. And then I said, "Well, let me not say no. Let's think about it." And then we, like, mm -hmm. the two of us sat and thought, and I was like, "Here's our list of demands." Mm -hmm. like, they, didn't, they didn't agree to everything. They did not agree to a bulletproof vest or a security mm -hmm. guard for each trans person, but they did mm -hmm. agree to a lot of the other stuff, like you know, paying for a hotel so that there's a safe bathroom for people to use. That's that's an expense, right? Like, yeah. at the airport. Mm -hmm in florida near the near disney world like that's not a cheap hotel room so mm -hmm. anyway um but yeah I, I i even remember when she sent that email to her boss or boss's boss or whoever um his response to her was like you know i have read this email multiple times and it is so like helpful and dense and full of good information like i need to sit good. with this some more and yeah. make sure that we can you know action on as much as possible 
And so mm-hmm. I have really appreciated seeing people kind of step up to it. Like one, mm-hmm. it sucks that our community as a whole, as you know, North Americans is so uh, transmissic that we have to plan like this. And mm-hmm. on the flip side, um, it is relieving to see, you know, big companies doing that. And she talks about the HRC index too. Um, so I'll make, <laughs> I sure love it, yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure we link that in the show notes as a resource for folks to go look at. Uh, now you began your transition after having worked there for a while. How did other employees react to that? Yeah, I think most of them were pretty good about, you know, switching over the name really easily. Like, the name was the easiest thing. Like, it was it was really nice. I was actually really surprised at how quickly mm. folks were just like, all right, that name's gone. Here's the new name. Um, especially because I had worked with a lot of them um, for at least like a year or two before I like fully switched over my name because I definitely had a time, like I had a period of time where, you know, I still had my dead name. I still had my legal name that I was using and that I didn't switch my preferred name over um, to anyone besides like the Pride ERG specifically. I think I... I think I did like two or three months um, where I was using Oliver only in the Pride ERG and like only in meetings with those specific people because I was comfortable enough and knew that they were going to be okay uh, and it was going to be safe enough to to have a different name um, while I was figuring everything out. And I then eventually switched everything over once I figured out how to, how to change my name in all of our systems because it was confusing and horribly. Uh, uh, and there, was yeah. no, there was no guidance anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Especially because it's a preferred. I feel you there. I feel you there as someone who had to do that multiple times. Yeah. (laughs) And it's hard because like not all systems are set up for that either, um, depending on how it's programmed in, because we have so many differences. Like, you know, we've got a timekeeping system, we've got payroll. There's the HR system and then there's the payroll Mm -hmm. system and then there's the email system. And then then we've got the external communications area, then the internal communications. And none of them talk to each other. So you have to do it on all of them individually. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, When we first had that um, meeting with ITS, like we had a meeting with ITS, with HR, with like a couple of like the, um, the, like the leads, I guess the people who like watch over everyone else in those uh, systems whenever we first had that meeting of being like, okay, how, how plausible is this? Uh, because, you know, we want to make sure that pe- like we can get preferred names everywhere. Like nowhere should anyone ever see someone's legal name because right now there's still places we've been able to switch over a couple of spaces that were, you know, very easy fixes because those fields already were there in the systems. But there are so many systems that do not have it. So like anytime I have like timekeeping, dead names everywhere, legal names are yep. everywhere. Anytime, like my supervisors switch over, uh, which has happened a couple times because we're not allowed to have supervisors at the same level as you. And because I've been like promoted a couple times, like I keep having to switch supervisors. Every time we get supervisor things, they all see my dead names also. So even people who didn't know me before transitioning now know my dead name, which is great. Um, and so mm. it's just, it's very fun. Like there is like about 80 to 90 systems. Whenever we like started talking to them, they were like looking through and like making documentation of every single place that they were going to have to look into. And there's like 80 or 90 little systems because there's also a different travel system, a different pay system of like everything. And not everywhere is set up to have preferred names over legal names because the people who are setting these systems up might be external contractors who don't think about these things. Mm -hmm. No one thinks about these things. Um, And so... What was the question? Um, it's transitioning at work um, after working there for a while. That was completely yeah. Just, but oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, you 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 set you 
go on tangents as much totally as you like. Is. It's it's Thank totally you. fine. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I had a very similar experience where it's like I've had to change things on multiple systems multiple oh times. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. like before I did my legal name change, um, mm-hmm. I, I was trying to get like a preferred name change for my yeah. email. And I was told, it's like, no, it has yeah. to be. I'm like, no, Why that's, though? that's not true <laughs> yeah. because there, I mean, there are plenty of cisgender people that use mm-hmm. nicknames for their emails or they yeah. use their oh gosh, names yeah. for their first name. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, yep. no, I know for a fact that I can use <laughs> a preferred name. So you better change yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hopefully you were able to eventually get a change, but yeah, like, that's the yeah. thing. Like, so, so many people like, do that already. Yeah. So like I, I did all that for my preferred mm-hmm. name, but like there are some of our systems, like you have to mm-hmm. use your legal name. So for instance, payroll or HR, yeah. then they have to use your legal name. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I changed my legal name recently. So then I had to go do all mm-hmm. that. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's also stressful because like um, for, for us, we also, you know, work with like, we, we contract out and we work with like CMS and like the EUA system um, enterprise users something i don't know what i don't know what most of our acronyms stand for but a lot of different systems like for like cms and things like that that need legal names because it's working with like people's like physical like social security numbers healthcare Mm -hmm. addresses like all that kind of stuff and so there's some places where we literally just cannot change so like every time i'm like staffed on a new project that has uh like that has me having to go through these processes to you know get access to their systems it's like I, I always constantly have to ask them, like, what what name? Because <laughs> I've got to out myself again. I'm like, what name do you need? Like, do you need preferred? Because they just put name. And I'm like, I don't know if that means preferred name. I don't know if that means, like, legal name. Like, mm-hmm. and I just have to sit there. And it's like a whole little, like, whirlwind in my brain of, like, should I just put Oliver? Then it's, like, suddenly comes back rejected because the system can't find an Oliver Johnson. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's this name. It's, like, it's, it's there's, mm-hmm. like, so many little things like that that yeah. folks don't realize putting in both. happen. Like, I mean, yeah. for a while, I, I was putting in my legal yeah. name in, in brackets, Miranda. Oh, yeah, that's so, a like, good. That's, like, when I go pick up my prescriptions, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. a good I'm going to start doing that <laughs> in some places. <laughs> But yeah, in general, it's been pretty good. Like I've been, well, with the name, it's been like, it's been pretty decent with the name, you know, Um, most of the systems that were, I shouldn't say most, like a lot of the systems that I see, because I don't travel much uh, or at all for the company, um, at least, or I can, I can see my preferred name, all that stuff, which is good. There's some things that they've got to fix that have legal names still, but people socially were really good about making that switch over really quickly. Um, which was really nice, but it's just the pronouns now where, you know, I'm never going to be able to use just they, them pronouns at work just for my own safety reasons. Like they're mm. never going to get it. And I'd much rather be misgendered as a he than misgendered as a she, right? Because that fair. feels less crappy. <laughs> yeah, that's and so, fair. yeah. And because I've got the quote unquote man name of Oliver now, mm-hmm. um, it's, and, and also I, you know, my voice is a lot deeper because of HRT. So it's not like an immediate, like, oh, that's a woman. Um, yeah. anymore which is nice like it's it's a lot more ambiguous I think um mm-hmm. like with me being off video constantly like at least I get heed mostly it's he unless it's in very specifically the trans inclusion committee the pride ERG and very specific people who like know that I prefer they them and like are good about that but as a general whole I mean I mostly just get he him still um which I'll take I'll take you know I'm, yeah I mean, it's a capitalism like, corporate job. I, I mean, on one hand, it's like you shouldn't have to fight for yeah. like just the basic human dignity yeah. of being, of having your 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 right name and right pronouns. But it's mm-hmm. also it's like 
there's a lot of battles to fight. Like you got to yeah, pick which ones I'm you want to fight. So yeah, and you're, yeah. you may not have the energy to to fight that mm -hmm. particular battle. So you know, I I definitely respect your choice in in doing that. So, um, but everyone kind of has to like figure mm -hmm. that out themselves. Like it may be more important to, yep. uh, to others, or others may have more energy to fight those battles. But mm -hmm. um, there's no like one solution that works for everyone. It's and just like there's no one gender for everyone. It's like we all have our own individual journeys and we all have to kind of go through them in our own way. Um, I'm wondering, Tofi, if there's any sort of documentation about like a checklist, like everything that needs to get mm -hmm. updated if someone changed their name. Because I actually, I wrote something like that for myself. I took notes myself when I changed my stream handle because I went from yeah. being Dungeon Meowster to being Gender Meowster. And there's all these places. It took me months to find all the spots that it was wrong. I mean, we just we just updated our logo and it's mixed logos everywhere mm. right now. So that's a whole mm. certain nightmare. But um, you know, I, I actually wrote a guide for any other streamer who's like, oh, because it's like, oh, I changed it on Twitch, but what about Steam? Did you remember to do it on mm. Steam? Did you remember oh to do God, it on yeah. all of your mm -hmm. socials, including this one over here that you forgot you had or like mm, your pitch deck like <laughs> yeah your pitch deck you know is it in yeah. the about section you know mm. in, in addition to the, the handle yeah what about yeah. your discord server what about anyway so um so that information it's on my ko-fi if anyone's hearing and interested later it's available pay what you want which includes free but if you have some mm -hmm. bucks to throw our way for taking the time to write it all down that's helpful um but yeah i just i wonder like you know you said there's 90 something things is there documentation about that like yeah that's a good question documentation yeah that is definitely something that we uh wrote down in the gender transition guidelines that were hopefully going to have finished by the end of this year at the very least again it's been going since may and it's been a lot <laughs> so that's definitely something we included in the gender transition guidelines whenever we started writing it um which was really nice because you know, since I had just started kind of going through that process, I, I sat down and I am also very, very much a documenter. And I went through and every single time someone reached out to me and being like, why is this name different? Like, why is it not Oliver? Like, we should get that fixed somewhere. I would like write it down that way. You mm -hmm. know, we had that at least written down somewhere. Um, so that's yeah. definitely part of it now is it's very much like a, um, like the whole way we framed it is, you know, everyone's transition is different. So like here are places you could think about if you would like to update rather than like, you have to update these. Yeah. Um, so a lot, like you definitely have that. And especially cause it gets a little tricky too, because as a, like as a research organization, um, we have publications, we have clients, we have like a lot right. of different places where these are updated, like resumes and resumes that specifically go out to clients where we're trying to take on proposals and like trying to get work in. And so there are so, so many and like organizational charts for every single different project because you might get staffed on between one to 10 projects depending on how much of your time they need. And so we have so many things written down about like, you know, look at all your resumes, look at like every single publication you've ever done, like every, like it's, yeah. Yeah. We, we wrote down all of that. <laughs> so that folks know is it is overwhelming. It's, I feel like people don't think of it. Even when people go through like, last name changes like it's a lot to go through mm -hmm. um so i'm hoping like that'll help them at least too you know having this it's not just for trans folks you know it's for for anyone who goes through any sort of name change even last name changes 
Um, so yeah, we're hoping that that'll end up being a lot more helpful because there are constantly places where I look and it's like, and someone reaches out and they're like, is this you or should we change this? And I'm like, crap. Yeah, that, that, that we need to change that somewhere, somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and no, I'm just, just thinking about there's, there's a lot of things out there on the internet that have, that have my dead name on them. And I'm just, yeah. I, I just kind of accepted it. It's like, you know what, if you got, <laughs> if you got a couple brain cells to rub together, you can figure out what my dead name is. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it doesn't really cause me that much discomfort. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a huge pain to have to mm-hmm. update it and um takes a long time and you know you don't just get the dead name once it happens over and over and over again so it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah um now what would you say is your advice to other gender diverse people who aren't quite sure if they can be out at work um oh see i always feel like i'm a pessimist in these mm. <laughs> like in general because i i do tend to prioritize safety um, so even out and about, like my poor, my poor sweet roommate will, will go fight anyone who ever tries to, you know, misgender me in the real world, IRL, you know, um, even at stores and stuff like they're like, do I need to fight them? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I love myself so much. Um, but like, I, I, love, that, I love the energy though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's very appreciated. Like it's yes. very appreciated because it still constantly happens. People still constantly view me as a woman. Um, and so I am very much the person who is constantly just kind of like, I'm going to prioritize safety over anything else, you know, because I, I personally As do not have the brain energy. Yeah. And like, even if like, you know, they're willing to listen and like be educated, like I am tired. I don't want to educate folks. I just want to exist, especially these people yeah. I'm probably never going to see again in my life. It's not your job. It's not your job. Exactly. I'm not getting paid for this. Thank you. Yes. Um, they can so listen I'm very to this much... podcast instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Or like whatever you post on TikTok, the Trans 101 series that you're doing, yeah. that one. Aww. Um, so I'm also very I'm much like, kind of like, I'm like honored that you've even heard of that. That's cool. <laughs> I have. You do a lot of good work. Excuse you. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Thank you. Um, and so. <laughs> I am always just kind of like, if you don't think that you're going to be safe, and that's like in anything either, like even, you know, I'm not out to a lot of folks in, you know, I'm not out to family, anything like that, because I know it's dangerous. And so I am very much like a, you are the one who knows what is best for you. You know, if you do not think that you're going to be safe, um, if you want to take that risk, that's fine. Like we're like, at least you'll have a community to support you. Like we're going to be here to support you in that. Like we're very like, we'll, we'll do what we can um but just like really think about it and just make sure that i don't know that that you're gonna be able to get through it if it doesn't go well you know like i'm very lucky i know i'm very 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 privileged to work in the place that i do that i'm able to do all these like they're willing to you know change a bunch of policies and things that we're pushing for but not everyone is like that and i'd rather you be alive and happy with the community that you have than you know not in a job and even if it's a crappy job you know we live under capitalism um, i probably wouldn't ever if i changed jobs i would not be out because unless i knew it was very specifically a trans uh like if it had a lot of trans people or you know it already had all these policy put into place and things like that or like i knew that they were willing to um, just for my own safety reasons. And so main thing is like, you know, if it's going to be safe for you, like if it's going to be safe for you, then do it. We'll support you. But if if, if it's okay not to be out to everyone, like you don't have to be out to everyone. Um, yeah, that was a long brain ramble. Yeah, no, it's, no, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, you should always be prioritizing your own safety. It's, it's, 
<laughs> As someone has once told me, you got to take care of yourself because no one else is going to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Shrek. Yes. So, so I mentioned earlier, I have never seen Shrek. So this is... Get your Shrek emojis I'm, ready, Chad. I'm, yes. Get them ready. Get all, your, get all your green ogre gremlins. All the ogres. Yes. Uh, Any mud donkeys. Yes. But hats, hats. I, I, am, I am interested to hear what, what the intersection <laughs> between Shrek and, <laughs> and our topic of the day is. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, Chad has just lit up like a Christmas tree. Chat's, yeah. chat's obliging. Chat's obliging. <laughs> yes, son, you do win. so happy. Body. <laughs> oh, my God. What have uh, we done? <laughs> we've unlocked the it's gremlin beautiful. core. <laughs> the goblin core. The yeah, this core? is goblin core. Shrek core, actually. <laughs> Shrek core. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> the music in that movie, in, in both the movies, the first and the second one. I can't remember the the, the soundtrack in the third or the fourth or the fifth one. I'm sorry. Um, actually, I don't think there's a fifth yet. Soundtrack in the first two are are even if you don't know Shrek, you need to watch, like listen to the soundtracks. They are that good. And there's even a Shrek the musical. Like that's how big of an icon he is. So. Wow! <laughs> I need to see wow. Shrek the musical. Where, where is that? Is it on YouTube? probably is uploaded on youtube somewhere I mean, <laughs> most of my most of my exposure to shrek has been through like shrek memes like the, the that shrek is a good is, way shrek is like yeah. very memeable yeah and it's very it's very memeable. like mm-hmm. oh yeah. this is not my jam <laughs> fun fact um is so they were working on prince of egypt at the same time they were working on shrek like they came out around the same time and so mm. if if animators were doing badly or something or like you know not like if people got angry at the animators who were working on the prince of egypt they would just send them to over to the shrek side and they would force them to do shrek stuff yeah yeah shrek was mud. animation prison yeah animation which i think makes it funnier <laughs> it's like just a giant meme <laughs> oh my god so, yeah. so tell, oh us, tell us all about Shrek. <laughs> tell us. Okay. I, I mean, I want to know How it's an what allegory the connection for queer is. And trans experience. Yeah, I want to know what the connection is. <laughs> oh. Okay. So for the one of you who hasn't seen Shrek yet, yes. um, to not call you out, you should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the whole like story is Lonely Ogre. Everyone's like ostracized him, thinks he's a, you know, big, ugly, I don't want to use ableist term, big, ugly, silly ogre, you know, and everyone's just like this ogre because of who they are as a person is this horrible creature who needs to not be around other people and all this other stuff. And it's like yeah. literally Pretty a relatable. show. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> literally a movie filled with like fairy tale creatures. Like in this world, there are canonically like fairies, talking donkeys. Well, actually, no, I think donkey's the only one who talks. Fairies, leprechauns, like mice that talk, you know, a big bad wolf that talks. Like there are literally fairy tale creatures throughout sure. the entirety of Full this of along Just with loaded yes. with furries <laughs> yeah if you watch shrek and love shrek you were also a furry i think and you need to unpack oh. that um yeah, that's why i never watched it <laughs> disappointing you'll learn stuff about yourself <laughs> but it's just like a whole Here, movie of like this ogre. this is the moment to bust this out yes oh. listen now i feel left <laughs> out because i don't have cat ears or you need I just got them at the cat festival <laughs> last month there's a cat festival. Oh my god! Yeah. I would die if I went to a cat festival. 
I'll be so happy. Oh my gosh. There was I, would be ha- I mean, I would die right? happy, but I would die. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to Google that later. <laughs> um, Shrek. Um, so pretty yes. much it's about a story of, you know, this lonely ostracized creature, Ogre, who is just alone and very much is like a, you know, it very much internalizes that of like, I need to be alone. I like, I've got no one else to rely on. Like you don't even see his family throughout the first meeting, like the first um, movie at all. I don't think even in the second movie, I don't think you see any of his like family members at all either. I don't think it's until the third or fourth movie where you actually see that he has, Shrek has like siblings and like a family and parents and all that um, or cousins. And so it's very much internalized. Like I am a horrible person for being who I am. Like, for things I cannot change, right? Literally being an ogre. Like you can't, like, it's just part of him. He cannot change the fact that he's a freaking ogre. Um, and then he meets and it's like a chosen family theme because he starts meeting like a donkey who will not shut up and will want like, and wants to go with him um, to like go rescue the, the, you know, stereotypical, beautiful Fiona princess who's got like the long, beautiful hair. But guess what? She also turns into an ogre at night. And so it's very much like an also like an eternalized thing of like she was locked away for this part of her that she also cannot control. Like she was cursed as a baby um, to be, you know, this beautiful woman everyone wants um, at the morning. And then at night she turns into this ugly ogre, an ugly beast. And it's a very much like a story of, you know, Shrek going on this adventure with Donkey, this new chosen family that he's found. Um, and where Donkey like ends up meeting a dragon and falling in love with it. So there's, it's, it's wild. If, if you're into the, the monster stuff, you know, dragon and Donkey. But like, then they go off on this <laughs> meeting, they, they, you know, they save Fiona for like the evil capitalistic, you know, Lord Farquaad, you know, the king um, yeah. who has to the marry a princess. Guy. I know him. I've yes. seen him before. <laughs> yes. And fun fact, Lord Farquaad's name was because the person that they designed him off was uh, off of was a horrible person. And so they called him Lord Fwad. Right. Lord Farquaad, Lord Fwad. So that, that's how that I mean, came you about. know, that um, tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's a whole story about, you know, Shrek going on this adventure of like self-love and really like realizing that he's not the problem. Everyone else kind of sucks. And then rescuing this princess where, you know, she's trying to keep hidden that she turns into an ogre at night. And then all of a sudden, you know, Donkey finds out that she turns into an ogre at night. And he's like, I don't know why that's such a problem for you. You're still the same person. You know, you're wonderful. Like, we love you. And then, you know, finally, like Shrek realizing and finding out that she turns into like an ogre and he's like, you're beautiful. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why do you hate the ogre part of you? And then eventually she decides to become an ogre forever. And so it's very Uh much a story about like, you know, self-love, realization, like chosen family, finding people um, and finding community for people who are like similar to you, but also not similar to you. And like sharing these experiences of being Mm -hmm. ostracized, you know, pushed away because Donkey also was ostracized, being sold off, you know pushed away from his owner right and so oh, i feel like it's just a lot of tropes you know of like chosen and found family like by like hating who you are because of what everyone else is saying about you and then realizing that you know everyone else is the problem not you and learning to love yourself and like um you know just finally being who you are and being happy in who you are and so it's just like it's not i think i think it's like generally like a marginalized person you know trope right like i think any any of the marginalized folks in here can relate to mm. that in some way yeah. um but my brain just pegs it as a queer it's a queer thing <laughs> so yeah, yeah i mean that makes Shrek. perfect sense that's spark perfect notes sense to me ah, i love um, it it's yeah. so good and it's so well animated for a 2000 movie like 
-hmm. the animation is surprisingly like amazing yeah yeah um so i love so you've you've like really adopted that your twitter name i or nickname at least is shrek Ussy. it is right it is, <laughs> it, is shrek Ussy. it seems like a majority if not all of your twitch emotes are all shrek themed um, they are they're um, shrek dumpling themed like they're shrek bow shrek dumplings, <laughs> yeah. bow. i mean I i'm not gonna that. i'm not gonna judge you for leaning hard into a, 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 a certain theme because <laughs> i lean hard into a very silly theme myself so it's so good yes i mean all my all my stuff is boss nass from star wars branded Please. <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> mine's all not very shrek cats. adjacent yes yeah i love it like i love all of us just have a theme and it's fantastic and it's yeah. so fun it's so fun uh sunbury says the crossover between the prince of egypt team and the shrek team suddenly helps clarify the quality of animation in shrek for me yes <laughs> yeah yeah they're on par they're really good right <laughs> that's so fun glad i, I can connect that. the two for you i'm here for you i love that <laughs> do you have any more any more uh shrek factoids you want to drop before we ask our next question which is not about shrek <laughs> no i don't think any more um not fun factoids shrek 5 has been rumored to come out for years there's, and it hasn't oh, I was and just they need say there's to five of them <laughs> almost i hope okay. that they're working on five i really I think I will cry happy tears if they actually do end up dropping it. I don't know if they ever will, but I will be so, so mm. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Wow. I love <laughs> it. Are there any Shrek video games? And there actually so, are. Them? <laughs> no, I have not because I got to figure out how to. I think there's, um, there's, there's definitely some. And I remember playing them as a child um, and I don't remember what they're about, which it makes it fun for replaying them. Uh, yeah, Mary and there's says also, at least one of them is terrible. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, yeah, <laughs> that came out a while ago. There was a yeah. um, there was a Shrek DVD um, where there was a mini game at the end of it where Simon Cowell. Uh, so it was a mini game where it was like you know the best singer or whatever. You know what was that? <sighs> American Idol, American Idol, Shrek American Idol on a very specific. I think it was like the Shrek Two DVD where um you like the donkey the three blind mice the pigs um shrek and fiona and also prince charming would sing and then you as the person you know use the remote controller the remote wielder got to choose who you thought like you were a judge you 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 had to choose who should be crowned american idol swamp's idol and if you chose the wrong person quote unquote wrong person that simon cowell didn't like he would be like no incorrect i'm the, the idol and then he would get up and start singing and i just don't know how they got simon cowell to to get into that movie like that it was so funny that's so funny <laughs> fun fact not a fun fact but that's that was something that was in one of the dvds <laughs> there's a shrek yeah. mario kart clone what oh my god is it like swamp cart or something oh tell me more <laughs> of course the, of course there is <laughs> that's beautiful that's i love that <laughs> oh shrek is so good it's it's honestly like an icon like i feel like you can watch it at any time like even children now know what it is it's i don't know it's i think if i i think i think it's very um what's the word All it's just a staple that everyone racing. needs to hear yeah <laughs> I love that. That's oh so good. Did it come oh. out like last month? What's happening? DreamWorks new I kart racer that. put Shrek back in the driver's seat. DreamWorks all-star yes! kart racing is overrun with trolls. 
Oh, oh my god, they're all probably just singing Shrek songs. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Oh my gosh, there's a there's a there's donkey racing in a dragon race cart. Oh my god! Oh, that's cute. It oh. is cute. <laughs> I love also that. Kung, Kung Fu Panda. This oh, Kung Fu so Panda wild. is one of my favorites too. That one's so good. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so that exists. Now we know. <laughs> yeah, oh everyone's gonna be on it next week. <laughs> I don't know if it's published yet or if it's just in development and they've announced it, but. That's so Thank funny. You. Yeah, July 2023 they, was when this article came out. That's amazing. Also, can we just appreciate <laughs> all the onions and stuff in this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's got trolls. There's so much in here. Dang. It's uh, <laughs> We're just extra ADHD today, everyone. I hope you're oh enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I am. It's fun. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Um, well, what's our next question? Let's see. Are there <laughs> other movies that you love that can be interpreted through a queer lens? Mm, yeah, I feel like if I feel like it's kind of sad because I, I interpret a lot of things through a queer lens because we don't have a lot of, well, at least when I was growing up, right, didn't have a mm -hmm. lot of queer movies. So I feel like anything that had themes of like chosen family, anything that had themes of like, you know, being the ostracized one and like learning to love yourself, those kinds of uh those kinds of movies my brain always just kind of is like yeah that's that's a queer that's queer <laughs> just because of those tropes um mm -hmm. and so for those reasons like i think lilo and stitch was a big one you know finding chosen family mm -hmm. as stitch you know a little ostracized alien who people are trying to get um was also was one that i call like always loved because of that um i think even like mulan was definitely one of the big ones for me right uh very specifically because you know we see her story especially as like a chinese person like she was the first was she the first asian disney princess i don't know if she was the first asian one she might not have been the first specifically asian one but she was she might you know chinese one she might yeah. be i think yeah I feel like she is because i remember yeah, my grandma telling I mean, me that she cried that's also, when she came out that's definitely a story you can read yeah oh yeah yeah it's, like I mean, the whole theme of presenting like, herself not, as, as a man throughout, yeah, the, throughout the movie right so. Yeah, yeah, talking about how she's never going to be the woman that her parents want mm. her to be and all this kind of stuff, which is probably something, you know, maybe maybe that was my origin story. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what I should have realized. Um, so definitely Mulan, uh, especially that song Reflection, like all those lyrics, all those lyrics are all, all uh, very transcoded. And I love it. It's so good. Um, or in high school, host club was also another one. Like I really identified with the character, uh, the character Haruhi, which for folks who haven't seen or in high school host club, it's pretty much about, um, like they're high schoolers and, you know, she comes across a host club and she's dressed as a boy. Cause those are the only clothes that she has accidentally knocks over a vase. And then the people, the, the host club folks are like, oh, you've got to repay that. You know, that was really expensive. Cause it's a very rich, you know, rich high school, whatever for the elite. And they don't realize that she's, you know, a girl. Um, and they slowly realize it throughout the first uh, episode. And they're like, wait a second. And she's like, I don't really care how y'all see me. Like, it's what's inside that matters. And so she's very, she's very, mm -hmm. you know, agender, gender nonconforming to my brain. Uh, that's another mm -hmm. one where I very much am like, I don't know if she's canonically, you know, gender nonconforming. But in my brain, like, just her whole uh, role character and the lines that she has and the way that she views herself and gender identity and like how others perceive her of like just not caring is another one for me. 
Um, I think Hotel Transylvania was another one because it was very much like all these outcast monsters, you know, getting together and fighting the chosen family with each other was another big one. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm such a huge sucker for like chosen family narratives. Yeah, right. Like, oh, it's just, right. it's, it's such it's a good one. One of the reasons I love the, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy films is, yeah, like, oh my God. It's it, it just, it's just oh. a bunch of like screw ups yeah. that get together Misfits. and they yeah. each other. Yeah. So I, I oh, love, so love, love stories about like misfit mm-hmm. screw ups that like come yes. together. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I mean, especially that's that's like, kind of yeah. how I see myself. <laughs> I see myself as a misfit. Yeah. Screw-up. So, like, <laughs> yes. Like, hey, maybe if, nice. if they can find family, maybe I can. Yeah. Too. Maybe I'm also worthy of love. Uh, like, oh, yeah, I love them so much. Yeah, those yeah. are those are the main ones I think that pop out to my brain. Awesome, I love that. Um, I did want to segue into another form of media. So, how are video games becoming more trans inclusive in terms of character creation and other aspects? Yeah, I feel like for character creation, it's been nice because, like, I mean, I feel like a lot of the times we are only given the choices when you're able to create a character of just she and he, right? Those are the two options that we get. And a lot mm-hmm. of things are fixed depending on if you choose the man character or if you choose the woman character. Um, and I feel like it's been nice seeing a lot of games come out that aren't like explicitly, you know, locking what hair choices you can have, locking whatever, you know, clothing choices um, mm-hmm. and being able to choose like a different body type with different pronouns like that has been a really nice thing to see yeah, um something we don't really get yeah um there's also been it's it's been nice to like have custom pronouns in some games like not a lot of them have them um and whenever we get to one of the later questions i'll go very in depth about one of them that i love um <laughs> but being able to choose pronouns outside of she he and also they because even when we get like set pronouns where you get to like choose them i feel like it's often mm-hmm. just she her he him or they them like they do not consider mixed pronouns at all like you can never choose you know she and he or like she and they or he Mm -hmm. and they like there's no Mm -hmm. way to like mix and match them which a lot of folks do have you know do use multiple sets of pronouns um Mm -hmm. or even using neo pronouns i feel like um i've seen like a handful that you can customize your pronouns to where you can actually put in you know zizier pronouns instead or fair pronouns rather than you know the quote-unquote base he she they ones um granted the the nuance to that is like even when people have custom pronouns, they get the very preset of like, you know, do you want he, she, they, or custom when they could just put custom because you're kind of like reinforcing that idea that it's mostly he, she, and they, and like nothing else. But mm-hmm. that's my, that's my soapbox. <laughs> I love the idea of having just like a prompt that's like conjugate yeah. pronouns. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like as a programmer, you're going to like, you're going to pull from those boxes anyway, when they choose. So what's the difference of like them choosing she, he, they, or like the, other yeah. option of just having the other option listed there like it's not that hard like yeah, yeah well, that's well, people think about what are their pronouns they conjugate it wrong and they're getting his yeah they... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean with some games like that's if they true. have like uh if they have like voiceover dialogue then like that's fair it's mm. i mean that's um, that's both a budgetary constraint and a technical mm. constraint but if mm. you don't have any voiceover i mean just like whatever yeah it's, how many, exactly how many extra yeah. lines of code could it possibly be yeah <laughs> i'm not a programmer yeah, yeah. please don't hold me to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i gotta say you know the statistical research program i do is different than video game programming but it's like the yes. same the same general idea where you're assigning one variable like he another variable or like mm-hmm. his and then another variable you know theirs or whatever like and it's yeah. easy to swap that out 
like depending on how you build your code base. Yeah. We yeah. Need to write in the chat or let people change it on the fly in the settings. That, yeah. that is great because yes. it's also plural inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. yeah. And like someone and it's else nice. might be fronting mm-hmm. that day and their pronouns could be different that day. Mm-hmm. And for folks who are transitioning too, you know, being able to like not have to completely start a new, entirely new session. Oh, uh, oh it's <laughs> I, I have a whole thing about that because uh, so actually I have, I have a whole, well, it's a segment of a video that I've done, but uh, there is a series of games called Saints Row. And in Saints Row, well, I've only played three and four. But in those mm-hmm. games, um, you have full freedom to change your character at any time, in Ooh. any way. So nice. um, I played those games like way before I figured out I was trans. And yeah. both time, like both both games, I started out as a male character and I mm. ended up as a female character. Uh, <laughs> yes, like, ah, that's weird. That's that nice. That happens twice. <laughs> <laughs> please maybe i should look into this more i'll do it next year like i'm busy this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but I no I'm, I'm definitely noticing a trend in uh, video games being uh more inclusive of different gender mm-hmm. options it's becoming mm-hmm. more and more common i mean at the very least it's becoming more co- yeah. more and more common to have like they them pronouns and mm-hmm. not necessarily have um body types linked to gender yeah. Um, cause like and a lot like of the like, games that I play, it's like, you just pick the body type mm-hmm. and then you pick the face and you can pick the hair and then you can pick yeah. the pronouns. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the other freedom to kind of, um, build whatever character you want. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the game I'm playing right now, you can even pick what gentility you have. <laughs> yeah. Baldur's Gate. I got a whole thing on Baldur's Gate here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it is nice to like, see that. It's also really nice to see, um, games like starting to throw in like canonically trans characters too that way folks don't have to speculate right mm-hmm. um, and apex is one of those games apex legends which is a shooty pew pew gun game yes. like they've done a good job at that like they came out in like 2019 i think is when it released and their first one of their first legends is a very canonically non-binary character and that's like specifically mm-hmm. in their lore of like this character is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns, do not misgender them. And every time someone like tries to come at them on Twitter, they're like, nope, they're non-binary. They, them, thank you very much. I'm like, good. And even uh, Catalyst who came out um, last year, I think, um, she's fantastic. She's a, she's a trans woman um, and she was created very specifically uh, with the help from reps of GLAAD um, and also trans devs and is voiced by a, by a trans woman as well. And also uh, mm. whenever they were building her, like they were very much like, you know, what kind of voice lines would be good for her? You know, how can we make sure that like this is representative, not just like being like, oh, there's a trans woman in here and being done with it, but actually making sure that like, yeah. you know, there's like things that trans women like can see themselves in here. And so one of the uh, one of the voice lines is uh, is kind of a riff off like the, if you can't make your own estrogen, store-bought is fine. And one of her voice lines is very specifically, if you can't produce your own liquid metals because she, her ability is producing liquid metals, store-bought is fine, which is hilarious. <laughs> That's and awesome. so nice. Yeah, she's even got like um, voice lines where it's like, I'm the grim trans witch your parents warned you about, like making it very like, specifically where you can like where people don't have to speculate about it um Mm -hmm. and that's something that i've really appreciated too of like of them you know like confirming that that way folks actually know that these characters in games are you know trans non-binary things like that that way we're not just like guessing (laughs) so Mm -hmm. uh what are some games that tried to be trans inclusive but fell short yeah um i think two 
to come like not like i guess I don't want to say fell short too much because um, there aren't a lot of games I feel like that try to add trans rep outside of um, outside of like character builders. I feel like a lot of the trans rep we kind of get are like, oh, just like they're like they're canonically trans in this. They're like either a side character or something else, but we don't really see like their journey. So I don't know a lot of games that specifically have that. But in terms of character creation, um, I know Palia just came out uh, and I know that they've got, you know, you know, they, they at least have the options to choose, you know, she, they, or he pronouns. So they've got that option and it's not specifically linked to a certain body type that you choose. Um, the, the, the clothes, you can choose any kind of clothes, um, no matter, you know, the body type you choose. you got the same, like, clothing, hair, makeup options, things like that. But, like, a lot of games with character creation kind of lean into the idea of, like, if you choose this body type, you're going to have the strong jaw. Like, if you choose the body type that have boobies you're obviously going to have like a thin face you're going to be like a little slimmer your hips are going to go in a little more things like that and that game definitely kind of plays into that with the two body types of like the man character has like the more strong jaw you know he's a little taller you know he like doesn't have the chest you know things like that and i wish that they had a little more options for that too rather than just having man strong jaw than the woman thin face body types you know because mm -hmm. you could easily have like the man quote unquote you know tall muscular body type with titties <laughs> like that would have been yeah. nice um and like giving us those options but they still very much even though you know they've got the pronouns at least they've got she he they pronouns but you can choose regardless of body type it would be nice to kind of have that you know kind of breaking away from the stereotypical like this is what a man looks like this is what a woman looks like these are the parts mm -hmm. that the man has these are the parts that the woman has which it's a common trope, I think, even in a lot of the games where there are character customization. Um, and for Baldur's Gate, too, like, Baldur's Gate did a good job. Okay, let me, let me, don't get me wrong. Baldur's Gate had a lot of good options, okay? Right, being able to choose your voice separate from the gender, separate them, the body parts, you know, you can choose, like, your chest, your, like, you know, other genitalia area, things like that. It's really nice because it has all those options to, you know, switch that around, but one thing, again, that they do is that, you know, you've got four body types to choose from. First one is, like, the woman body, where they automatically default to titties, vulva. They default to, like, the slimmer face. They default to the woman's voice. They default to she, her pronouns, being identified as a woman. Like, they very much mm -hmm. also kind of lean into that, where it's like, all right, if you're choosing body one, your default is obviously that you're a woman. If you're choosing body type two, obviously woman, yeah. you're a man. Yep, a cis man. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you. Um, cis man, same for three and four. It's like it goes from cis woman to cis man to cis woman to cis man, where you can technically change, you know, the quote unquote identity that they've got, which is the male, female, and non-binary slash other option. Um, but it still has, you know, those kind of defaulted ideas of this is what the cis man body is going to look like. Even if you can change it, like it just kind of sucks that they have programmed it in to be like, you know, if you got the man, these are all the body parts you have obviously and even if you yeah. go look at like the genitalia area if you're like changing all of that whenever you choose those different bodies as well it doesn't say like because you can choose between like four different types of, of penises and like three different types of vulvas and it says default depending on the man body like depending on the body that you choose so if you choose mm -hmm. a cis man mm -hmm. body it says default it has the penis and if you choose like mm -hmm. the cis woman body it's like the default is obviously going to be the vulva and that's kind of irritating so i'm like it would be really nice to yeah not have it say default because it's again reinforcing these stereotypes of this is what the man's gotta look like and these are the parts that he obviously has and i'm like 
dang it, because <laughs> they have so many options. Mm -hmm. And because all of them you could change anyway, what's the point in, in putting those stairs? Maybe, you know, on one hand, maybe it's accessibility, you know, the fatigue of having to go through like three hours worth of character creation might be a lot. So maybe <laughs> that's what they're, you know, because it's a lot because there's so much you can change. So maybe it was that and they wanted to have those like, you know, usual quote unquote usual options for people but i don't know that irked me a little bit that irked me a little bit no, that's I mean, and that's that's a very valid point that you just brought up so like uh it's i mean it's it's progress uh yeah. i mean the yeah. fact that we have these options and mm. um i mean for the longest time like i mean just playing as a as a male avatar in video games that was the default and that was mm -hmm. the only yeah mm -hmm. um, and even in games where you could play as a male or a female the default was always mm -hmm. the male. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of progress. I mean, I've been gaming for a very long time and uh, I know what games used to be like and I'm, I can compare that to what they're like now, but it, there's still, there's still room to improve. There's, we still, mm -hmm. we still have, we still have a ways to go. Absolutely. Is yeah, there, at least it's progress. I, I haven't, oh. I haven't played Baldur's Gate. So I, now mm -hmm. I'm the guy who hasn't seen the track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm I'm wondering if is there what do they do about melanin and like race because i know there's fantasy races because it's also D D. oh you can pick whatever skin game. color you want mm -hmm. but is mm -hmm. there a default one that it starts on or does it is it randomized I, like, does it default I to human it does, does it default to white mm -hmm. like so i think there's a bunch of presets um yeah but I, I, I do think it does default to like a caucasian appearance mm -hmm. if uh -huh. you pick human so if you pick one of the other mm -hmm. so if you pick like an orc or if mm -hmm. you play, play as an orc, your default is green. Mm -hmm. um, if you play as a dragonborn, you be a purple orc. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> you can, be, you can yeah. be a blue person. <laughs> oh, like from Avatar. You can be Stitch. Yeah, <laughs> you can just pick whatever color you want for your for your skin tone. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, my other question is. So, I mean, if they obviously put all this work into having genitals at all, um, mm. do they have uh, what I call a penis or a trans guy penis, which is what happens no, to the, the clitoris when it gets larger on testosterone, but mm. it hasn't been surgically altered? Because that's technically a configuration that definitely exists in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do, I haven't seen it. I also wish, like, they also didn't have options for top surgery scars. And I was like image. really yeah. hopeful. Yeah. Cause I was like, there's so much you can change. I know that um, I think you can add mods to the game. And I definitely have seen people on Reddit talking about like modding the game to have those scars and have those things. That oh, way they can create characters that are more like themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. There, so, and, and there, there are like several different options for, for genitalia. If you're <laughs> human or human-like, because the character I'm playing right now is a dragonborn. And you have oh. one option for vulva, you have one option Dang. for penis, and you can just have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I Did love you it. you also have both? <laughs> no. Is there both options? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so speaking of games that are doing well, uh, what are some <laughs> other video games that have absolutely nailed it in terms of being trans-inclusive? Yeah. Oh, I got a couple. Um, so definitely... Uh, the the sims have done a good job oh, right because you can have she get, yeah because and that's like a lot of like i feel like sims i don't play it specifically because it has so much and it's too much for my brain but i've heard from you know my simmers 
my my simmer friends that it's like a very huge queer community base like they've got a pretty large queer community base in that game yeah and so they are great because you know they've got you can like you can create characters that use she here they or also custom pronouns and you can use different ones for each of the options right so you instead of having like just she her and hers if you choose the she her option you can actually customize it to be you know z him and theirs that way it changes those out so you can have those multiple pronoun options which most games don't have that option so that's really fantastic um momo misfortune momo misfortune who's fantastic um petitioned and did a really good job and they're like the reason uh that that has been pushed through like they did a huge campaign to get that added in um Mm. there's also really nice custom gender settings in the game like i've watched a lot of videos to make sure i could talk about this uh (laughs) and they've got custom gender settings where you can choose like either the mask or femme frame, and you can actually choose and like indicate whether or not, like regardless of whatever you end up choosing, whatever pronouns, whatever frame you use, you can specifically choose if this person can get pregnant or impregnate others, um, if they can use the toilet standing or not, if they prefer mask versus femme clothing, things like that. So there's all those options as well, which is really nice. Um, You also can do character customization to add like top surgery scars in the game too, which is really nice. And I think that was a pretty recent update. Um, and there's also binders that won't technically like flatten your chest if you put the binder on, but you can like you can change like breast size um, and things like that in the character customization. So you could choose the binder and then like compress it to where you personally want it to be, which is nice. Um, and I know that in some of their they've got like default packs that they release, and in some of the default packs that they release, they have a lot of queer couples, which is really nice. And they also have a uh, some trans rep in some of the packs as well that way that's kind of built into their lore as well which is really really nice um so sims has done a really good job and i really love it because of that um watching other people play it not me because i it's too much but i love watching other people get excited i'm not a sims enjoyer but i love (laughs) that all that stuff exists exactly yeah like so they've done a good job with that um i was a teenage exo colonist it's probably one of my favorite uh i think they did the pronouns in probably my favorite way that I've ever seen in the game. Um, I was a teenage exocolonist is a beautiful game. If anyone has not heard of it, it is fantastic. I think it came out 2020, 2021, um, two years ago, I think. And it is gorgeous. Everything in it is amazing. And their character customization, like in terms of pronouns, because you have the same like base player, um, but the character customization in terms of pronouns for that game was fantastic because you could customize it to the point where you had a whole giant list of um, what you wanted to be called as a parent. So you could choose mother, like you could write in pretty much whatever you want, but you mm. like you could choose like mother. And like, if someone's trying to call you like a parent in some way, you could put mother, but then so you could use like he, him pronouns. And then if someone's referring to you in a sibling way, you could do something completely different. And there were like 50 different choices or something, 50, 50 different ways people could refer to you in the entire game where you could customize every single one of those. Um, yeah, the devs did a beautiful job with that. And it was freaking phenomenal. Honestly, you could choose honorifics, everything. Um, and so I think that is probably my favorite, uh, way that any, I've ever seen anyone do pronoun customization because it was so in depth. Um, granted, it doesn't doesn't... multilingual pronoun or multilingual honorifics. I mean, you can, yeah. Like you can literally type in anything you want. So it's like a type in field. So you could choose yeah. those, yeah, which is really, really nice. Um, so like if you even, wanted your kids to call you Poppy, but then you're... Yeah, you know, yeah. Of, yeah, you could do that. Uh, mm-hmm. E-L. 
Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, and it was it was really well done because I don't think I've ever seen a game uh, go that in depth. Um, mm-hmm. I think the developers are queer, um, which is probably why, you know, they did all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so they did it really well. Um, and there's also a, a scene um, talking about, spoiler alert, there's a, there's a scene, I'm not going to pull too much, but there's a scene pretty much that's talking about, like, you get to choose um, how you're kind of going through puberty. Um, and you get to choose that in, in the game mm-hmm. and it doesn't like default to anything. And so like it asks you, you know, are you menstruating or is your voice changing and are you getting erections or are you just like, and or you could, or like nothing, you can opt out and be like, nope, nothing's happening in case you don't want any of that. And so oh. it's a nice little subtle thing. I wish I could have done that in real life. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. <laughs> can I opt out of this? Like, like No, no, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it did a good job with that, too, and not like defaulting depending on if you chose like the mask body the femme or the Mm. androgynous so they had those three choices um and you can also just change anything at any point you know and it's like a story game so like it automatically just updates like there's no like storyline specifically about it but they'll change over um if you end up wanting to change all of that stuff which is nice too um it has a lot of queer characters um as well as polyam rep there's also some trans characters um and it's just really really great and it's beautiful and they've done a really good job with all the representation in it um and a lot of poc also which was really nice to see so a lot of a lot of content warnings it has a list of content warnings like whenever you buy the game as well like it has it in games you can look at those which is nice Mm -hmm. um and so it's fantastic i'll type it in the chat yeah i'm I'm always i'm always looking for more (laughs) queer games Um, yeah i recently bought like a a big like humble bundle Mm -hmm. of a bunch of queer games and mm-hmm. uh, there's one in particular I want to give a shout out to because like uh, everyone knows Celeste. Yeah, like yeah, you, you mm-hmm. exist on the internet. Mm-hmm. And you know what Celeste is. But like <laughs> there's one in particular I want to give a shout out to is Super Lesbian Animal RPG. I've heard good things. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Oh my yeah. God. It's so good. <laughs> and it's so queer. And it's so trans. Yeah. <laughs> I adore it. I, 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 because like I, I, I load up the game and it's, you know, it's cartoony and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, playing as like anthropomorphic yeah. animals which is not really my jam i was like mm-hmm. i don't know how much i'm gonna like this and i absolutely fell in love with that game yeah so mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic i wholeheartedly recommend recommend it mm-hmm. uh, yeah another game that also has some pretty good um again i have not played but i've heard people just like rave about because of how great it was um is uh, a year of springs which is like a visual oh. novel about relationships and things like that and you play as three different people kind of in the same friend group and one of them is a trans woman. And so you get to see her and the struggles that she goes through because of her identity living in, you know, Japan and all of that. Mm. So it's got that nice little tie-in. And then you see, you know, the, the struggles that she goes through. And then you also play as the other two friends to see how, you know, like them viewing what she's going through and seeing like how she can, like how they could help her and make sure that like she's feeling comfortable. And so um, that's also a really big one. Yeah. Um, that I've actually I've not played, played that. but Oh, did, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. I did. Um, okay, there's, it's actually, it's three, it comes in a bundle now with three visual novels in one. So the first oh, one is, cool. the, is the, I think it's called One Night Hot Springs is the first mm-hmm. game. And then the whole, mm-hmm. the big pack of all of them is the, what you said. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's a, it's a visual novel with different endings. I think there might be eight different endings. And so depending on the choices you make, you get different outcomes. Um, yeah. So I I actually really like replaying it and trying to get all the endings and yeah, you know, getting all oh, the. So what if I do this? Mm-hmm. What if I do that? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, and you can have positive and 
uh, I would say neutral or mediocre, like not super horrible outcomes, but like kind of like, uh, that was just kind of whatever sort of misconnection yeah. type endings as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice game. Um, it also, as the story progresses, there's more queer love that's introduced and there's even asexual representation yes. as it continues. I haven't finished the third game yet, but yeah. So there's, there's like trans person and then there's like trans lesbians, like a trans mm -hmm. woman and a lesbian getting together. And then there's a third character that mm -hmm. is like, oh, I'm ace. And what do I do? Like I'm dating someone mm -hmm. and I don't know. And, uh, and so like, there's this whole awakening about realizing that she's ace and stuff. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. I would recommend that game. It's a wonderful mm -hmm. one. I appreciate wow. you bringing it up. Yeah. 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 I've heard people I've talking some, about I it. I got some games so. to add to my wish list tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if and when I ever get, get over my hyperfixation on Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else about um, being trans at work or queerness in media that you'd like to make sure that you say today, Tofi? Yeah, um, I think the main thing is... Uh, and we, you know, I know we've seen a lot of like, we're starting to get more trans rep in characters and things like that, but we are missing a lot of intersections, right? A lot of the rep that we, trans rep we get in video games and stuff is very much, you know, thin, white, able-bodied rep, uh, which is not great uh, because there are a whole myriad of other folks who need to be included and need those voices mm -hmm. and we should really like include. And so um, that is something I feel like that we're very much missing from, you know, just all media, not just video games, but also in like shows, TVs, anime, things like that. Um, so just we need more rep, I think is the main thing. <laughs> yeah. So to circle back to uh, something we talked about earlier about how a lot of our stories are kind of um, they're kind of framed around our you know trauma or pain or whatnot. And I think it's far more important to share our experiences with our joy of being trans. So can you share an experience that you've had with gender euphoria? Yeah, um, so I'm not out to folks. Uh, I'm not out to my family at all, right? Um, I, I'm pretty separated from them. Um, but my grandma, uh, I went to go see her um, a couple weeks ago. She's not doing super well, but I went to go see her. And like, uh, the main thing is that I've not seen her in a couple years, right? My voice was very much higher. I looked very much different because I used to perform very femininely. Um, and so like, uh, whenever I talk to her ever, whenever like I, you know, talk to her on the phone or see her or anything, it's always like, are you sick? Where, what's what's wrong with your voice? Because <laughs> it's gotten a lot deeper. <laughs> and this last time that I went to go visit, um, she she called my uncle, who I never talked to. I literally do not speak to. Uh, but she called my uncle because she was like, oh, you know, he's got to hear. Like, he's got to, you know, talk to you. Say hi. And she was like, guess who's here? And I was like, hi, it's blah, 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 blah dead name. Um, and he was like, I don't know who that is. Like, he had no idea who I was at all. Like, he didn't recognize my voice. He didn't recognize anything. And so that was a nice little, um, mm. that was a nice little euphoric moment because I don't <laughs> get, you know, I usually still get gendered as a woman um, all the time. And so those mm. little moments where it's like, someone has no idea or like family doesn't quote unquote family, you know, legal family doesn't recognize me. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, love this. this. This is, it's really nice. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely very relatable when, you know, you, you see someone you haven't seen in a long time or you talk to someone mm -hmm. you haven't talked to in a long time <laughs> and you've changed so much since mm -hmm. the last time that like, they don't even recognize you. So, yeah. I mean, I've, it's I've had that feeling. experience outside of gender where like, mm -hmm. uh, I went through a period where um, I lost a, a lot of weight. Like I used to be mm -hmm. very overweight 
and I lost a bunch of weight and I was hanging out with my sister and like her friends. And one of her friend's dad was like, who are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm, well, I would have said at the time I'm her brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so now I feel like I might get that experience a lot more. It's like, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sophie, what do you want to make sure that folks know about your perspective on gender, non-binary, trans, agender, or gender diverse issues? I mean, the main thing is that, you know, we've always existed and we always will continue to exist. Um, And finding communities, I think, is the most important thing. So find some folks, you know, who, you know, are accepting regardless of how you decide to, you know, express your gender because you don't have to fit into those little boxes. Just find little moments of joy, I think, and don't you know, you don't have to conform to the gender binary norms if you do not want to. It's also okay if you do. So I like that. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been an absolute treat. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I could sit here for at least another hour and keep just excitedly talking about all the things. Um, and we want to respect our, our mods and producers time today. Yeah. So folks, uh, Tofi, they, them pronouns is a queer Asian American content creator, cosplayer, and Shrek enthusiast who <laughs> strives to cultivate a space where we can all proudly exist as ourselves. Um, you can find uh, Tofi on Twitch and Twitter with the handle Tofilium, T-O-F-I-L-I-U-M. And uh, here is this week's clouder query that you, our audience, can answer on our social media platforms. And I'll even let Tofi read it to all of you. Our clouder query is what fictional media really helped shape your identity? I hope it's Shrek for most of you. (laughs) (laughs) Except for one person here, but that's who's counting. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Um, so y'all next week's guest is Andy, he, they pronouns, and we'll be discussing how dissociative identity disorder intersects with aspects of his identity. Um, so wonderful. Uh, so far as community updates, um, we always need like help with modding and like making graphics and all of that stuff. So if you're interested in sort of joining the, the clouder contributors, the, the, volunteer staff that helps make all of this stuff happen, um, reach out to Gender Meowster, me, on Discord, or even my email, which is uh, gendermeowster at gmail.com. And let us know if that's something that you're interested in. So we would love to take a moment to also thank our supporters on Patreon, um, Holly Blash, Winter Vespers, Loch Ness Gamer, Justin Baker Rojas, Sandra Mickelborg, Yaisio, Ray of Swords, Sherry Keller, Mirami, the Hessian, and Trans Capybara. Um, we could not make the show without all of your support. Um, the money that you send in helps us keep our Zoom license so we can have the show be more than 40 minutes long. And, um, you know, if we ever do get to a point where our Patreon is making enough money, then we can actually offer honorariums to our guests and all sorts of things. Um, I did also want to mention that we also have a Discord server, and that's open to everyone, not just our Patreon supporters. So I actually had someone was like, oh, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to join because maybe it's for patrons only. Um, But since this is a Twitch community, in addition to um, a podcast, um, our Discord is not only locked to patrons. So anyone listening to the show later, you are totally welcome to be in our spaces. Um, For me, it's important to have community spaces that are accessible to people at all levels of income, not just the people who can afford to be in the space. So um yeah so the discord is open for all 
Um, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you to Miranda for being my co-host today, for, to me or me for producing the show, and to Philium for being our guest. Um, this has been a wonderful episode, and I hope everyone enjoyed it too. Um, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, all of that stuff, um, just to help with the the search engine optimization so more people can hear about how cool Shrek is. Um, thank you for listening. Now let me play the outro. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Enjoy my Shrek goal. Jennifer would like to thank our guests for being on this podcast. If you'd like to catch us live, join us on Mondays on twitch.tv forward slash Jennermeowster. Show notes will appear in the edited versions of the show on Fridays on both YouTube and podcasting platforms. If you have a question you'd like the host to answer or are gender diverse and would like to request an interview, please send an email to genderfulpodcast at gmail.com or sign up via the website at genderfulpodcast.com. As a gender diverse community, the Clouder wants to assure our listeners that we are prepared to moderate our spaces. We will get positive and negative feedback on these shows and topics. And we have a moderation team on our channels, socials, and Discord server ready to deal with this. Please join our Discord server at discord.gg forward slash meowster to meet the community and get a regular digest of solidarity resources. You can also support us with subscriptions on Patreon, following and reviewing us on your favorite podcasting platform, or engaging with our posts and content on social media at genderfulpod and at gendermeowster. You can take a few minutes to rate the show. We will post any five-star reviews on our socials, so get creative. Mention a special interest of your own, a project you're working on, or even say hi to your comfort person in your review. What power? This show is made possible by volunteers, tips, and subscriptions. Shout out to the folks helping us coordinate guests, edit the podcast, moderate the live chat, and post on our socials. Here's our artist credit. Jennerful is hosted by Miranda Katita and Jennermeowster. Jennerful's pre-show is wrangled by Juice Tex. Jennerful's live stream is produced by Mirami. Jennerful is edited and mixed by Trans Griffin and Free Range Megs. Jennerful's promos and thumbnail graphic are designed by Trans Griffin. Jennerful's social media is managed by Keenzy. Jennerful's theme song is called Hope by Free Range Megs, also known as Soma. The current Gendermaster logo was designed by Siptopia. Jennerful is the intellectual property of Gendermaster, all rights reserved. Trans, Trans rights, rights are human rights. rights. That's right. right.